Hi, I'm Warwick Merry, the Get More Guy. You were just about to listen to a recording between myself and Jackie Mitchell from the Taking Care of Business program on RPPFM. I was fortunate enough to be the co-host of this show and we had a great discussion on how do we get more fun at work. We have a couple of other people that we interview during the process, but there's some real takeaway value that you can apply in your daily life to have more fun at work, but also at home. So let's join Jackie and myself and our other guests and hear what we have to say on the show. Good morning and welcome to Taking Care of Business. I'm Jackie Mitchell, live in the RPPFM studios. Glad you could join us. Today, we are talking about fun but this is a very serious business of fun we're going to talk about. I'll be joined by our, by our experts in fun, the Get More Guy, Warwick Merry, whose voice does the intro. You, you will recognise it today. He does the intro to this program every week. And he is my special co-host, Warwick Merry. Welcome. Thank you very much. It's an absolute delight to be here. Although I'm a little bit concerned because I've heard my own voice saying, Jackie will be joined by the experts in the business. <laughs> So I'm yeah. a self-declared yeah. expert now. That's right. Yeah, the, the pressure's on, so you better perform. Oh. Right. We also have joining us uh, today is a company called Great Place to Work. Oh, I had never heard of this place before, but the managing director of this place is called Zarinka Levencic, and she's going to be joining us a little bit later. And we also have our regular segment, Savage on Stress, SOS with Christine Hart Savage. This is all brought to you by our friends at EView Real Estate. If you have an idea for a topic or would like to give us feedback, send us a message via our Facebook page, Taking Care of Business 98.7 FM and our Twitter handle at TCOB RPPFM where there will be links to all topics discussed today. Now Thomas Edison <clears throat> said, excuse me, he didn't say that. <coughs> you know what, I'll start again. I reckon got, he would have said it at some again? stage. Okay. You know, it was, oh, excuse me, dear. Excuse me, I mean, right, okay, I'll start again. Thomas Edison said, I never did a day's work in my life, it was all fun. Now Edison's point is well taken. But I doubt he ever worked in any of the deadening cultures most of us have to suffer at some time during our careers. I'm not asking for rainbows and unicorns, but they call it work for a reason. But the fact is that leaders can add some zing, zest and just plain fun to being at work. And numerous studies have shown a lively, personalised workplace culture improves business performance and profits. So, Warwick, Mary, what's it we're going to talk about today? I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, whose job is it to have fun at work? Is it the employee's responsibility or is it the employer's responsibility? This is such responsibility? a good question. And this is the thing. People always look to their leaders and supervisors and managers to make things happen in the workplace. But they're so busy looking after their job. There are other 15 to 16 different employees. So, my thing is, it's that whole, you know, if it is to be, it's up to me. You know, so it's like yeah. if you want to have fun, you've got to have fun. The Minister for Fun once said to me, if it's not fun, don't do it. Who's the Minister for Fun? And if you have to do it, make it fun. Now, the Minister for Fun, I go to a band camp every January, uh, Summer Song Music Camp, because I'm a bit of a muso, I like to pretend I am. And the Minister for Fun is the self-acclaimed title of the organiser of that oh, camp. Okay. Um, and I think, but I think that philosophy of if it's not fun, don't do it. If you have to do it, make it fun is applicable in so many instances. Um, I cannot think, and I've been, you know, preparation, I've been trying to think of where's there a job that is so serious that you can't have fun at it? And I am yet to find one. Um, You know, I'm I'm thinking of, you know, imagine if you had a busted sewage pipe and you've got poo everywhere, 
I'm sure, you know, you could get in there and have fun shoveling around and, and you've got to make it fun. I mean, how many times have we been in this situation where we say, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry? Yeah. And so it's like you, you, you've always got this power. And I don't know about you, but if you can have a bit of fun in certain situations, it just alleviates so much pressure, so much stress, and all of a sudden you get a much healthier perspective because this is what happens we we lose that perspective on when and when we shouldn't be having fun so it's not so much about the work it's about your attitude it's never about the work Mm. um because and this is an important thing because when you talk about fun and and what i want to do is define what fun is but more importantly define what fun isn't because when you talk to a lot of managers about oh, fun, they think, oh, that's just slacking off. That's playing games. Yep. That's standing around drinking coffee. You should be at working. But there's no reason you can't have fun as you work. Um, as an example, I was in between wives and in between businesses. And so I had to pay rent. So I got a job in a call center. And I've got to tell you, call center work is not the most stimulating work in the world. Mm. It's a hard job. And frequently when you're taking these phone calls and it's the same phone call over and over and over again, you've got to make it fun. And so amongst us as a team, we said, right, come up with a word and you have to use that word in the conversation. So we weren't being rude to the customer. We weren't being disrespectful. Um, and because I love the sound of my own voice, I was rather gifted at sneaking a word in. And the challenge, the biggest challenge was the word peanut butter. They thought there is no way I could use peanut butter. I used it three times during the conversation. So, you know, how are you today? Oh, I'm good. What are you up to? Oh, I'm just having my peanut butter sandwich. I love the taste of peanut butter. It's great. Do you like peanut butter? And, and it just as far as the client was concerned, I'm having a, a, a nice conversation. So there are ways you can have fun, even in the dull stuff. Look at the, you know, you look at the Prime Minister, the President of the United States, the senior managers. Man, they must have some dull conversations at times. And yet you see some of the, the, the opportunities, they create a bit of fun with it. They'll have a joke at themselves at their own expense. Um, so fun is, it's not having games. It's not slacking off. Fun is a sense of enjoyment or amusement in what you're doing. So is fun the right word? Because that's what I was grappling with as well. Because your career is a serious business. And when you're advising someone about their business or working in a business and people's livelihoods and and all those areas, Mm. it's serious. And so you don't want to be sort of mucking around with that sort of stuff. So I'm thinking, is fun the right word? I mean, it's called work for a reason, right? No, I disagree completely. It's like, it's, it's fun is the perfect word. Um, because it's like, yeah, it's work, but you know, as the quote you gave before, I've never done a day's work in my life. I've just had fun. You know, there are some people who are fortunate enough; they have this passion and drive for what they do, and it's not work. It is pure bliss. I got to tell you, when I'm on stage, MCing conferences, that work is not there to be seen um, because I'm having a ball, um, and the client is really happy with what's going on, and they're they're getting great value for money as far as they're concerned. So yeah, they're they're really stoked. So. It is about fun. Just because we call it work doesn't mean, you know, it doesn't have to be this um, painful, oh, I have to go to work again, you know. And and if if you have a job, listeners, if you have a job where it's, I have to go to work again, look for another profession. Seriously, you know, it's like you want to make, it's, it's a vocation. It's something that you do. If you can't bring passion and enjoyment to the workplace, you're there eight to 10 hours a day. I would hate to be somewhere where you're just dull and grumpy for that long, mm. you know, because it's going to have an impact on your health. It'll have an impact on any relationship you have, be it an intimate relationship or your friends. All of a sudden, you'll be that grumpy bugger that no one wants to talk to. And then they're like, oh, are they coming? All they do is whinge about their work all the time. 
And their productivity and, oh. their, and their quality of their work. And there's been that many studies. Now, we go, I'd like to talk for a minute about one yeah. of your favourite words. Do you, yes. would you, I'm going to get you to say it. Uh, neuro... Oh, neurolinguistic. No, neuroplasticity. Plasticity, yeah, I love yes. neuroplasticity. It's a good word, isn't it? It's a great word. Yeah, we're going to talk about that, which is how your brain is hardwired and you can change that. It's, you're not... It's not there forever. Yeah. Um, now, I've, I've read somewhere, uh, is it 21 days to change a habit? Or I like to say 21 to 28. 20 different hours. research so shows month. different area. But, you know, if you do something for a month, chances are month. stronger that you'll build a habit. It, it doesn't always take that long. It depends. Like, for example, if you're driving to work and you go to work every day the same way and all of a sudden you find a shortcut and it's brilliant, I guarantee you straight away you'll start using it. But other stuff will take long. Mm. Um, uh, there's a friend of mine who's not happy with her laugh and she's looking for a new laugh. And I, uh, I suggested maybe take a month to tr- yeah. practice a new laugh. That's I, me. I'm, I'm suggesting <laughs> as your laugh. Yeah, I like the evil. The evil. That's it. <laughs> the evil. But yeah, yeah, 21 to 28 days. Yeah. So it was interesting. I was reading some research in prep for today. Mm. And I came across, which you'd know really well, TED, which have TED, those that have never heard it before. Google it, go on. They've got these fantastic speakers that you can look at um, speaking on stage. And they speak um, uh, very much about creativity and a lot of different areas. The TED stands for Technology, Entertainment and Design. So they're the three focuses that they'll work on. So TED.com is where you see them. Yeah, and there's some brilliant stuff stuff. on there. So I found this speaker on TED and he was talking about that success and fun um, don't really go together because what happens is people think, okay, for, for me to have an enjoyment in life and to have fun, I need to be successful. Mm. But what happens as humans is that we have a goal and whether that success is getting a really good mark on your assignment or whether it's about achieving your a certain profit or a certain target, once we, once we achieve that, we then reset it. So we're constantly... The, the bar just keeps getting higher and higher and so we're never actually happy. Mm. So success and happiness, there's this interesting correlation between the two. Yeah. And he was talking about how happiness, forget about the success side of it, the happiness needs to be about thinking about how your brain is wired and rewiring it. And one idea he gave was for three times a day, and he said for 21 days, but let's say for a month, but three times a day to write down three things that you're grateful for that day and keep doing it and keep doing it for for you know, a month. Yep. And that will change how you think and how happy and it will increase your happiness have you heard of that before yeah yeah and look let me give you some blatant stereotypes if you look at the young um uh, wealthy children of today who have got everything something breaks they just get a new one and they always want more they never seem to be happy they don't seem to be smiling they just sort of they're always got something to complain about contrast it with some pictures of third world kids who have nothing and they're living in a dump and they're smiling you know, because it's all about their attitude and their approach. So it's being satisfied with what you have, not focused on what you don't have. And typically the Western idea of success is about accumulating stuff. It is. Now, we are in the house of fun. It's madness in here. It's madness. madness. It's madness. Madness, I say. 
You're listening to Jackie Mitchell on RPPFM, taking care of business. It is 22 minutes past 11, Warwick. We probably should have got you to do that live. I could have. You're listening to Jackie Mitchell <laughs> live on RPPFM. We are all taking care of business. Thanks for listening. Our next guest, Zarinka Levencic, is the Managing Director and a member of the Management Consulting Team at Great Place to Work Australia. Zarinka is a featured speaker on workplace trends, management strategies and people practices aimed at improving workplace productivity and transforming their organisations into great workplaces. Zarinka, welcome to Taking Care of Business. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Good morning. Now, tell us about the business Great Place to Work. Well, Great Place to Work uh, actually almost came up by accident. One of our founders, uh, Robert Levering in the early 80s decided to write a book about the worst companies to work for in the United States. Being a labour relations journalist, this came naturally to him. But unfortunately, he uh, couldn't find a publisher for the book for legal reasons. So the, one of the publishers decided to partner him up with Michigan University to do a research study into are there any good workplaces in the United States and what are things about those workplaces that make them enjoyable for employees. And how does that translate to workplaces in Australia? Well, uh, we, we started doing the research in Australia about eight years ago and looking at some of the similarities and differences between organisations in, in Australia and also other parts of the world, since we do this research in 38 countries now. And there are a lot of similarities around what do employees look for and say make a, make a large difference to them. So, for instance, globally, we know that good relationships and feedback and communication with your immediate manager uh, makes a big difference in how you feel that you contribute to the organisation. In the research that you've done, uh, what sort of statistics have you got about how fun at work uh, can improve productivity and performance? So we definitely see fun as a, as a big influence in employee engagement. At the end of the day, we do want people to come to work and enjoy what they are doing and buy into what the organisation is trying to achieve through their mission and their vision and so on. But we see that uh, encouraging fun in the workplace actually encourages interaction and this improves camaraderie between employees, which leads to collaboration, leads to problem solving and ultimately innovation at a group level, which is important for, uh, for business growth. Yeah, definitely. Now, which companies are doing it best well, I would say there are three companies that have come up with some very creative ideas to encourage not only fun, but at the same time help their employees think outside the square. So, for instance, Atlassian uh, is an IT organisation that that is specifically in the field of software development, and they tend to hold hackathons every now and then. So, for 24 hours, um, there is a hackathon within the organisation, <laughs> and they work on solving IT-related problems and, and coming up with creative uh, solutions to problems that some of their clients may be facing or problems that may arise in the future. I uh, like that one. Yeah. And there's actually a government, organized, uh, government department looking at adopting a version of a hackathon where they will have their employees submitting some issues uh, from a bureaucratic uh, point of view and, helping, uh, and having a 24-hour competition to see who can come up with uh, the most valid ways of resolving those issues. Is it common that most of the best practice organisations are in IT? It, that has been the case uh, in the past. It really does change from year to year. 
We are about to publish our best company study with Boss Magazine in September, and you will find this year there's quite a mix of industries, uh, a lot of pharmaceutical companies, a lot of retail, a lot of media. I, I guess the employee engagement initiatives really go with trends around employability in certain industries. The IT industry has had a worldwide shortage of professionals, so they have had to become very creative in how to attract and retain employees, hence why they did tend to have some of the better employee engagement policies in the last five years. Yes, this concept of employer of choice uh, is really important, isn't it, for attracting talent? It is most definitely. If you're you're an organisation that truly values good talent and you do want to retain and attract the best, it is important for people to, to know who you are. Zrinka, it's Warwick here. A uh, question I have for you. With all these uh, top-performing em- employer-of-choice workplaces or, f- or great places to work, what are the common recurring themes? Like, I get the IT will have the hackathons and the IT companies were known for having casual Fridays and that kind of stuff. Is there any common themes across the different industries that lead to this fun or, uh, or workplace of choice? I think the most common uh, theme is that the companies that are great workplaces have a very clear line of sight between the employee and the organisation's overall mission, have a very clear line of sight around what is this company uh, standing for, why do we exist, what are we trying to achieve at the end of the day, and most importantly, what is the vital role that I play in the organisation achieving this. Uh, When you have open and clear lines of communication like that, it, it leads to a naturally open and fun and collaborative environments because everybody wants to achieve the same goal and they want to work together to achieve that. So what would be the one thing that you would suggest to a company, regardless of size, that they could do to um, have happier employees and more productive employees? Yeah, it's something that we do tend to see uh, often enough is where senior leadership feel like they are the only ones that need to know the strategy of the organisation and how the organisation is uh, going to get where they need to go. It's it's very important to share that with everyone because you do want your employees to think outside the square and to think outside the general description of their role uh, to help the organisation achieve those goals. Zarinka, we look forward to reading um, in Boss Magazine. Was it? Did you say September? Yes, September the twelfth. September the 12th and uh, we look forward to that reading that issue but thank you very much for your time uh, great place to work it sounds uh, it sounds like a great place to work I really appreciate your time great thank you very much thank you it's uh, certainly a bye-bye it's a fun house in here today here is of course pink you're listening to Jackie Mitchell on RPPFM taking care of business. Welcome back to our fun-filled show. I am here with my co-host today, Warwick Mary, who you just heard his beautiful velvet voice. That's what it is. Now, Warwick, we've got a, uh, a special little announcement. Yeah, look, and it's great talking about fun. Sometimes things happen that aren't fun, and one of the things that's happened in the area is there's a lost budgie, and he is a white budgie who talks, and he's lost from the Frankston South area, the Macomb Boulevard area. His name is Beauty. He's an absolute beauty. Now, his owner is an 85-year-old lady, and she's, as you would expect, quite distressed. So have a bit of fun. Get outside. Go walking. If you see a white budgie who talks to you and answers to Beauty, uh, who has been missing since the 23rd uh, of the 7th, um, please contact 5965-2254. That number again, 5965-2254. Wonderful. Let's hope we find Beauty very soon. Now, Warwick... um 
Zarinka was talking about employer of choice, which I always find interesting. I suppose it's the serious side of fun. But IT have really led the way with that. When we look at Google and uh, a lot of those IT companies, uh, Apple, which look like a really fun place to work (laughs) because they're wanting to promote and and nourish creative thinking. Yeah. Look, it's a really highly competitive environment and you have a company like the Googles and the Apples of the world and loads of people want to work there. Um, And so you've got to treat them well to sort of make them want to stay there and be productive. And it's great. I saw a quote recently from um, Richard Branson who said, train your people so well that they don't have to stay, but reward them well enough so that they will. Um, and like uh, it's it's very powerful. Mm. Um, and so the IT companies, what they'll do is they'll have a lot of the breakout areas that have the ping pong tables and the, the whatever else so that they have an environment in which you can be creative, you can tune out from the structured approach to get unstructured to, to have some creativity in their approach. So whether it is around the design, whether it is about problem solving. Um, Google are known for, um, and, and don't quote me on the exact details, but I think they have a four-in-one program where um, every fifth day you get to do whatever you want as long as you're doing something that's contributing to the company. So you don't have to actually stick within your job. And from that, some amazing ideas have come up. So it is about having the structure enough so that people know that they're supported and looked after, but the freedom so that they can do whatever they want and come up with these creative ideas. Because there's always that old school thought that work is about doing, not thinking. And there was a lovely story with um, Bill Gates and Microsoft. He was showing some people through the office and they were walking past these offices and there was, you know, these people at their desk with their feet up on their desk staring out the window and this person apparently they said to Bill goes, what are you paying them for? And he said, he said they're, 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 not, they're not doing anything. And Bill Gates said, no, they're doing exactly what they're getting paid for. They're thinking. Yep. And that is a really good, really good point. And our economy has shifted. We used to be a manufacturing economy. Yeah. So productivity was how many bloops have you got out at the end of the shift? Whereas we now turn to an information economy. And then the information economy is so different because you can do an intense amount of work that feels like you're doing nothing. And then all of a sudden, everything falls into place. You can market and sell the idea and make a bucket load of money. So it, it is very, very different. So you can't just say, well, you know, what if... I, my background's IT. I spent 10 years in the IT industry. Yeah. And I come home and my wife would say, what have you done today? And sometimes I couldn't answer. I've had meetings, we've discussed ideas. Um, was I productive? Well, I didn't create anything, but we had moved further down down the path. Sometimes you'll have a problem, and when you're a coder, it's a one full stop in the wrong area, and it takes days and days and days to find it. But once you found it, you just delete the full stop, and it works. So, what is productivity? So, and it's the same before we're talking about success. You know, what is success? For some people, success is having every the stuff. For other people, it's not. It's having to live however you want. I live in a caravan on the side of a hill, looking out over the ocean. Is that success? For some people, that is. So it's being able to enjoy what you're doing, whether you're on a production line working really, really hard, um, or whether it's in the information economy sitting in the back with your, your feet up, uh, creating and coming up with ideas, um, or whether it's entertainment or, or whatever else. You know, Who defines what, that, what success is? It's hard at work if your manager or boss is a control freak. <laughs> it's hard to have fun. And this comes back to the, the very first point you made. Who's responsible for fun? Is it the leadership team or is it the individual? 
if you've got a manager who's controlling and wants to see, and this is the same struggle that happens with uh, remote workers. Um, so whether they're telecommuting or working from home, a lot of managers want them in the office because I don't want them slacking off and I want to see what they're doing. Mm. Um, and if you have a manager like that, you will not succeed because you're so tightly wound, they don't have the freedom to do everything. So fun is something that needs a bit of structure to get the, the processes working, but enough freedom to do it however you need to. As, as um, Zrinka was saying, if you've got a leadership team, not a manager, but a leader who's who's focused on the vision of what are we trying to achieve as a company and then says to the team, this is where we're trying to go. You've got some responsibilities within your job, but however else you need to do it, this is where we're heading. Do what you can. They'll have the freedom to try and uh, they'll, to try different stuff. And my whole philosophy is you want to fail faster. You want to try different ideas and have the freedom to fail. In our society, we punish failure. Mm. It's like, oh, you've got that wrong. Um, I've been doing a bit of training with improv, improvisation with Melbourne Improv. And um, if, you, if you make a mistake, they all stop and go, yay! Because you really? have to celebrate the mistakes because that gives you the courage to try something else. Yeah, to push yourself if a I shut, if I, yeah. if I punish, I'm going to shut you down. Mm. And so this is where you've got to have the freedom to have fun and, and make a mistake. Because the more mistakes, you, know, you now know what not to do. Mm. So why wouldn't you celebrate failure if it's the same failure over and over and over again, then yeah. you've got an issue. <laughs> but it is about like having that freedom to fail and fail faster and keep moving on and enjoy the process. What about lazy people? Lazy people are awesome. I love lazy people. <laughs> um, my wife might say because I am one. But it's about lazy people are great because they will find a shortcut. They'll use their, their lack of or their inertia to sort of sit there and go, how can I do this quicker and easier? What shortcut? What do I really need to do here? There's a list of 10 things, but we could do six and still meet the standard or whatever. And so lazy people are great to get shortcuts, but you don't keep them in the role for too long. You shift them onto another opportunity and then see how they do things. So I think they're they're very powerful. (laughs) I like that. I like that. I like the way you're thinking. Now, we talked earlier about the definition of fun, and I think we need to explore that a bit more. What is it? Well, it's again, you've got to look at what it's not, and it's not slacking off. It is Mm. that whole concept of amusement or enjoyment. Uh, And it is being comfortable with who you are and what you're doing, um, regardless of the role. So, you know, it doesn't have to, you don't have to wait until you're a senior manager to have fun. You don't have to wait until I own my business and I'm making a bucket load of profit to have fun. Uh, A part of it is, you know, fun is attractive. Look at anyone in a relationship and one of the things they'll say about their partner is, he makes me laugh or she makes me laugh or I love her laugh or I love his laugh or there's something fun about it. We just have fun together. We're just sitting on the couch watching telly holding hands, but we do commentary about stuff. Um, you know, my wife and I sing songs. She'll kill me for saying this, but we sing songs in the car as we drive around. There's um, that, that new Frozen film and Do You Want to Build a Snowman? I love that song. So we, we spent half an hour singing to that song, inserting words of what we were doing. Do you want to do the shopping? Let's get into the car. And with this whole conversation for half an hour, we're just having fun. But we had to go and do the shopping and shopping can be serious business because we're spending money. But... I, someone said before, I think it was you were talking about, you know, work is serious. Yeah. I've got to tell you, it shouldn't be. Life is too short to be taken seriously. No one gets out alive. Why don't you, you know, enjoy the journey, have <laughs> a bit of fun. True. You know, it's like seriousness is way overrated. Yeah. In, in a workplace, and I've worked at many that they've always tried to implement some sort of fun. Yeah. Beside them, the most fun, I think, were, were drinks at five o'clock on a Friday. But... <laughs> But, the, but what they used to do, and it's sort of like one size fits all, and used to annoy me a bit because some 
things other people found fun and others didn't. Oh, look. And they and a lot of workplaces I know still do that. They yeah. do the breakfast morning tea. Yeah. I hated the breakfast morning tea. <laughs> and then they do the morning tea when you left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you do the whole morning tea. And you, You've escaped. Yeah. Oh, and it, you know, and it's it's fraught with danger. And this is you can't force people to have fun in what you think fun is. Yeah. Um, and it gets, particularly if you've got a male-dominated workplace, like, oh, we need team build excellent. Let's go go-kart racing yeah, or yeah. laser tag. Yeah, let's, let's and, climb ropes and, and some people swing are just from like, the trees. I, I just gouge my eyeballs out. I yeah. don't want to do that. So, and this is, I loved what Zrinka was saying before, how, you know, the, the Lyceum, I think she said, the IT company having the hackathon yeah. and the government want to do it. I could just see the government getting it and having rules about how you should. Now, you can't hack this, but you can hack that and don't do this. And it's like, that's not how it works. And, and, and you know who the spokesperson would be Grant Hackett. Of course it would be. But yeah, it is about, you know, fun has to be free-formed. And to go back to the very first question, if fun is the role of the individual. If you're not having fun, you need to take some action around that. Did you know that there's been 18 annual international fun at work days? I did not know that. 18? That's so a lot. When? Can, when, when? It, can you guess? I would think the 1st of April would You're be my spot guess. On. There you now, go. I didn't tell Warwick that. I've no. kept that as a secret. <laughs> but isn't that a good idea? That's, I think that's really great. But again, but, you've got to be careful because, you know, what some people think for 1st of April... There's so many oh, April Fool's jokes, jokes that go wrong. Oh, yes. And true. they're not necessarily fun. Or Christmas presents true, that true, are very true. inappropriate. True, true, true. Now, we're just going to take a bit of a fun break. And we're going to continue smiling when you hear these messages. It is 11.47 and it's time for our regular segment, uh, SOS, Get Savage on Stress with Christine Hart Savage. And she is a girl that just wants to have fun. Hi, Christine. Hi, Jackie. How are you going? <laughs> Good. Now, you're on a fun assignment today. Where are you? I'm over at uh, Templestowe, Doncaster today. Doing I'm one of your all... workshops? Yep, one of the workshops all day. Fantastic. Now, as you know, we're talking about fun at work. Uh, it's a great subject and it can also lead to uh, reducing stress as well, can't it? Oh, most definitely. Look, it is a great subject. And the thing about fun at work is that we just have far too little fun at work. And it's the, the place where we spend so much of our time and our life, really. Mm, yeah. So fun isn't a dirty word. You know, it's, just, it's not just for out-of-work hours. It is something that we need to bring into the workplace because of the, the amount of time that we spend there. And, you know, there's different ways that we can do it. We can even look at our environment that we work in and actually jazz it up a little bit. You know, take some, uh, some colour into it. Even in your dressing, you could actually put on bright scarves and ties and maybe take some pictures or different things into your working environment that make it a little bit more playful because it's, um, we have this perception also that seriousness is, is part of being... Uh, we get seriousness and important mixed up. So about being mature in, in our lives, a lot of people that are emotionally balanced and mature actually laugh a lot and have more fun in their lives at work funny enough. So you can still do a very, very important job and still have fun. With the stress side of things and anxiety, uh, we were talking, Warwick and I were talking earlier, the minute you sort of laugh, a lot of that releases all that stress. How Great. does having fun uh, help, help that? And what does it do to your brain? Well, it starts to release, release endorphins. 
So it releases really feel-good chemicals into the body. Even smiling, if you smile a big smile and you actually pull the sides of your, your lips away from your teeth, even doing that for over one minute, if you put a big fat pen in your mouth right now, yeah, actually, I'm doing that. Yeah, you've got yeah. your lips pulled back on both sides. It yeah. starts to release endorphins. After you've had that pen there for about a minute, it'll start releasing endorphins. So you start to feel really good. There's one drawback with that, Jackie, and that's that after a while you start to dribble. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I better watch that. I was going to say my the muscles in my face started to hurt. Well, it was making me laugh, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah, with <it> was... <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, look, we have better fun. Uh, when we have fun, we have better health. We have, um, you know, we're just better all round. Better creativity. We think more clearly. We, we just feel so much better about ourselves. Have you come across a workplace that's outstanding from that perspective? There was a company, um, I'm going back a couple of years now, who I was with for a week uh, for their national sales conference. And I had these people two hours in the morning and two hours in the afternoon for the week up in Queensland. And we laughed and laughed and laughed our way through both of those sessions, five days a week for that week, and it was terrific. And everyone said they learned so much more because it was relaxed, it was enjoyable. And when we're in that sort of state, we take things in more readily. There's not as much pressure, so we, we seem to absorb them and retain them. And I think that whole memory of having fun with it sort of really nails that and cements it together. That's a nice way to finish, Christine Hart-Savage. Thank you. Enjoy your workshop in Templestowe, and we look forward to seeing you back in the studio in about four weeks' time. I look forward to it too. Thank you very much, Jackie. Bye. Bye. Have fun. Oh, we're having fun. <laughs> Thank you. Now, Warwick, the Frankston and Mornington Peninsula Excellence in Business Awards, you would have heard the ad I did on, indeed. on the radio. I did indeed. There's only about two weeks left to enter. So I'm encouraging uh, any business in the Frankston City or Mornington Peninsula Shire to uh, to enter, to have to have a serious look at it. If they go on to frankston.vic.gov.au forward slash business or just Google Google it, they'll find the entry form. Entries close Monday the 11th of August. Now I've got an inside tip. Oh, we love an inside tip. I Share it with us, Jackie. Well, what I, is I, the inside tip? I normally whisper this, I don't know why. Oh, there's on, there's on only three of us in the room. I've got an inside tip. We had them in last week talking about the, the awards and yep. I had a question ask, ask me, which category do they get the least amount of entrance in because it would oh. increase the chance. Oh, there you go. Good, really decrease good question. competition? Yeah, like decrease it. competition. Anyway, I didn't get a straight answer. So uh, I sort of hunted around this week and uh, I've got lots of little birdies around. Little birdie told me, if you're in retail, mm-hmm. enter. Okay. Because it'll increase your chances, awesome and source. and tourism is another. What category. one of the, the things I find about awards is it's not the award itself; it's the process you go through as a business applying for the award. Yeah. All of a sudden, you go, "Wow, look what we've done! We're actually really good at what we do," and it actually shifts your thought process around yourself as a business operator. So, listeners, a fun thing to do this evening would be to five o'clock. 
open up your computer, go to the website, get the application form, maybe pop open a, a bottle of your favourite... Cardinet. Cardinet. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> that'd be fun. Yeah. And um, have a couple of bevies. Speak to the person in your life that you love. It could be your wife, your husband, someone else's Dog. wife, husband, whatever it is. And complete the application form. What you'll find is it'll shift your perspective about your business. And uh, I think it would be very worthwhile, particularly if you're in retail in or retail tourism. In retail or tourism. Yeah, that's the inside. That's the inside, inside word. word. We like the inside word. Hey, can I just have a quick conversation about what yes. Christine said? Yep. Uh, about smiling, releasing endorphins. Now, people go, oh, endorphins, that's just one of those chemical wordy things. The endorphins basically is a Latin word for human-based morphine. So you're getting some ah. serious, serious happy juices released. Oh, I like it. And the other good thing is the human body cannot tell the difference between a fake smile and a real one. So what really? you find cannot tell the difference. So if you do a fake smile for that duration, you'll get the endorphins. There you go. What a beautiful fake smile you've yeah, got, Jackie. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So seriously, take advantage of that, and and uh, it it really shifts your perspective. If you're feeling a bit flat or something, just just smile a bit. And and again, as you said before, have a look at your gratitude of stuff that you've you've got. You know, because so often we get so worked up about how other people are better than us, or they've got this and I don't. And it's like focus on the fabulousness that you have and that you already do have. I think writing it down's the key. It is. Writing it down is this. And it can't type it. must be handwritten. Yeah, There's handwritten. some new research coming out showing that oh. typing, for, particularly for memory, but also for acknowledging the, of the content of what you've written, handwriting is far, far better than typing it because there's that physical act of moving your hand. And the handwriting engages more of the right brain where the typing engages more of your left brain. There you go. So let's get whole brain to people out there. Type it and write it. So At the, the same time. Just to remind everyone, the right brain's where a lot of your creativity comes from. Your left brain's more processed yeah. and mathematically driven. Yeah. So right so combined using both, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a really I good think idea. That's a great but idea. handwriting the gratitude. I'm, I'm gonna try it. Go for it. I'm gonna try it. I'm, Twenty eight days. I'm I'm looking forward to hear hear what happens. I think that the overall secret to having fun, and I know we're getting close to towards the end of yeah. our show, and this is something that Christine was talking about, uh, uh, is that it's got to be real. It's got to be authentic. I see too many business people who are almost schizophrenic. They're serious at work. And then outside of work, they're big time fun animals, but you get them back in a work environment and they're deadly serious again. Why would you not be authentic? Be the true self who you are and you can treat a serious uh, a situation with respect. Um, but I've been to many, many funerals, which are one of the most serious situations where a lot of fun is had recalling some fabulous moments mm. with the person who's passed away and some of the things that have happened and really celebrating the life of the individual and having fun with the friends that are left behind. What you just said then made me think a lot of that's to do with confidence, I think, at work. For people to have fun and relax and be authentic takes confidence. Yeah, so, for sure. I mean, that's another, it's a whole other show. Oh, another show. But the secret to confidence is understanding that what other people think of me is none of my business. So being really crystal clear that, you know, you are who you are and what other people think really is not going to make one iota of difference. That's a good point. I'm going to leave it on that. I'm going to thank our fun guest today, my special co-host, The Time Went Fast, my funny guest, the oh, Get More Guy. That's it, Get More Fun. Warwick Merry, is, is that, that, that's your real name. That is it? my real name. People often ask, is yes. it a fun? no, that's my real name. Yeah. And look, if people want to have a bit of fun, they welcome to go head, head to my website, yeah. uh, com. They can sign up to my weekly little burst of inspiration. Which is great. I must say, I, 
I has get that every week. It. It's good fun, yeah. So uh, check out has Warwick's good, website. serious fun. Yeah, good, serious fun. Also, Zarinka Levinchich from Great Place to Work and uh, Christine Hart Savage for our regular segment SOS. Now, for the next two weeks, it's going to be the best of taking care of business by popular request. As I take a little fun for myself and have a holiday... Uh, we'll be back live to celebrate our 50th show with, on the 15th of August, Friday the 15th of August, with lots of special guests dropping in. Stay with Art or PFM coming up after the news is navigating change with Sina Summers. If you missed a program or want someone you know that will benefit from this one, podcasts are on the website. Let's be honest, no workplace can be fun all the time, but Warwick thinks it can be, but I don't, I don't know, but it shouldn't. There's the a difference between being full on serious and having fun as you go. But if you look at, I mean, careers are serious, but if you look at history's most successful entrepreneurs, leaders and employees, you'll see a common thread. They all love what they do, which leads to fun, fun, fun. Here are the Beach Boys. I look forward to your company next Friday at 11am. In the meantime, take care of your business and have fun. I hope you enjoyed this recording and got some great ideas on how you can have more fun at work and in your home life as well. If you want further information about the Taking Care of Business radio program, simply visit www.facebook.com slash tcob.rppfm. That's facebook.com slash tcob.rppfm. Now, if I can help you at all in any shape, manner or form, please don't hesitate to get in touch. You can check out more about me at my website, www.warwickmary.com, and you can contact me by sending me an email at warwick at warwickmary.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you have a great deal of fun.